Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Welcome everyone to the Tourpreneur podcast. And today I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming Merica Brewster of the Von Mack Agency. Welcome, Merica. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're obviously well known in our industry, um, but for those who don't know you or maybe new to the industry, do you want to give a little bit about yourself and what Von Mack's all about? Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I am Erica Brewster. I'm with the Von Mack Agency. We specialize in marketing for experiences. So um, there's a lot of work there within the tour sector, the attractions uh, game, as well as all the way up to the Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, you know, level. We really, really specialize in things like seasonality, knowing your client, knowing the entire process of the decision-making behavior, um, all that good stuff. A lot of us have worked in, uh, in-house as well. We're full service. Uh, so everything from branding all the way to super, super niche digital campaigns. Um, and we're located in New Orleans, Louisiana. So we're, you know, bottom center of the States, but we service people worldwide. So very happy to be here. Excellent. North. I appreciate you spending some time with us. So today we're going to be talking a bit about social media. And I know that's a subject that's very close to your heart and very strong within the Von Mack Agency. Uh, and today, I believe you're going to be sharing some sort of top five tips about growing your brand on social media. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, one of the things about Von Mack is we kind of uh, model ourselves as an idea house, and that's a very creative space. And social obviously leans to that very, very strongly. Um, and as We've worked together, you know, and, and seeing everything online, that's how all of us have come together, right? Especially with Tourpreneur, that's how we found things. And it's about getting yourself out there in the most authentic way and building your brand and how you do so. And, you know, being creative, you also have to test. We do a lot of testing on Von Mac. And these are some of the things that we have found that have actually been just the pillars of everything we've done. And it's a great basis for when you get to campaigns, because then you'll have this organic community and this organic following that will help you get that off the ground. So the first one, going straight into it, is being true to your brand, you know, having continuity. And it sounds so simple, uh, but it's something where you have to be top of mind about it because if you are not, um, as, as you know, Chris, it's, you know, you'll, you'll get away from it. You'll, you'll start mm-hmm. posting pictures of your kids with, you know, outside of your boat. If you're a water sports company, you'll just, you know, you, it, it's good to become second nature, but you have to remember why you're doing it and you're doing it to stand out from the crowd, right? To be part of that. So um, one of the examples I like to say is um, way, way, way back when I used to work for a company that had swamp tours. Swamp tours are great. Swamp tours get a lot of money. They're very, very lucrative down here in Louisiana, but there's quite a few of them, right? So you have to figure out exactly 
why you're different and put that online, not just on your website, but in your social. You have to prove it over and over and over again, because what you're doing is when you're planting this seed for someone who follows your page or sees your content out there, you know, several states away, another world away, they need to remember that when they get to town, that you were that swamp tour that they saw. It's not another one and that they don't book a different one when they come to town. So how do you do that? You figure out what makes you different, and then you post about it, right? So if you're the one who has the albino gator, make sure that you mention that multiple times and that you feature that in your social, you know, and that you're not posting a picture of your family and not even mentioning a gator or not even mentioning what you do. So you have to always kind of build on that. Um, how, how, how strong do you think it is? And I know the answer to this, but for the audience, no, how, how strong do you think it is about getting the personality across of a brand or having all the guides be part of that social media sort of uh, posting and content and everything else? How strong do you believe that's that side of it is for, for making it a success? I think it's paramount. I mean, I don't know if you would agree, yeah. but I think it's paramount. Yeah. I think the voice of your brand and you have to think about the tone of that voice you know are you friendly and approachable are you authoritative right are you know are you the encyclopedia where you do the architecture tours you know or the museum um however that is that needs to be continually evident so it doesn't have to be as tangible as an albino gainer gator it does have to be something where you can keep that top of mind and just naturally lean into it. Right. So, you know, with, with you guys, with Torpreneur and you with Chris, it's, you know, being informative and it's making sure that it's easily accessible in terms of information and all that stuff. So in terms of a tour company, you know, if you, let's say you're a food company, if there's a certain type of thing that you do, if it's small bites or something that's off the beaten track or whatever, um, make sure that you use those types of words in your posts um, and the types of, imagery and videos, close-ups or whatever, keep it keep it all the same. Continuity is important. Excellent. I can't agree more. So your second point, I believe it's about evidence your audience now. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So evidencing your audience, you know, we found it's I mean, from from the solopreneurs, the solo tour guides, all the way up to the Kentucky Visitor Bureau, Brand USA, all of it, people like to visualize what they're expecting to do right? They, they like to picture themselves in a situation. They like to uh, qualify that, right, for a future visit. Because remember, social media is going all the way up, you know, to the, the highest tier where you're just planning the idea and like Pinterest, right? So pictures with people in them, pictures with people in them, and the types of people that you would like to see on tour, that come to tour, that come visit, that, you know, have that connection with your brand already and that you'd like to build on. I'm visualizing that and video and video testimonials. I mean, however, you know, there's, there's layers you can go, but if you show people what to expect, that's going to get the booking that much quicker because then you're, you're lifting up all of those barriers for where they're like, well, is it safe for my kids or do they not have kids? I'm, you know, on a couple's vacation or what have you, you need to, you need to show that. No, definitely. And, and it's 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 actually quite frightening how many operators will, if they do have pictures with people in them, it could be people who are in their 20s and their 30s, but their target market are 40, 50s and 60 year olds. So you think, no, is it, there's going to be that disconnect because as soon as people see those images, they'll think this company is not for me. You really have to show images of the people in the demographics you are looking to attract and looking to get on your tour. It's such an important aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't, let's say, you know, 
it's a museum with an exhibit or something, or if you're going somewhere where there are, um, you don't have absolute access. If you're in a walking tour and you're not actually going into a location, but you show pictures of that location, you show the exterior, you show that exhibit, and then someone actually comes on tour and they, they're expecting that, um, then you're gonna get bad reviews and it's gonna be worse than not posting at all. So post what you can actually do and make it look fun. Yeah, definitely. And it's not just posting on social media. If you have lots of good photographs and uh, and videos that you've taken of your customers, then website content or content that you can then use in video, like I say, and then other, and as well as the social media posting that you're talking about, you can use it in so many cases. And the amount of operators who actually physically don't take photographs and videos when they're out on tour, it's quite incredible. So and it's, you know, everyone has one of these in their pockets now it's not there's no excuse not to take yeah. lots of photographs and take videos and and i know some operators get a little bit shy of trying to be in front of camera but it's just like think the, think of the camera as one of your customers or just as if you're talking to them as if it's a, a customer then it should be no different or even you know i've had some clients where you know when they've onboarded that video and imagery is, is not allowed on tour and I'm just like, what are you doing? No, 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 let's change. You know, unless there's like some really crazy reason, um, there's nothing better than physically, personally being there. So, you know, if you're worried about losing your tour, you know, or using your losing your script to it going on social, um, then to me, that just means you need you need to know your script better and you need to be able to veer off of it and, you know, be more conversational anyway. Um, so don't be afraid of it. Do it and, and make sure that there's people in it. Make sure that there are current pictures and of it the exact audience that you want. Yeah, I can't actually believe a video operator not allowing photographs on tour. That just seems crazy to me to be. It's 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 the same it's the same point that I or the same issue that I have with hotels that make you pay silly money for internet when you're thinking, well what you're doing is stopping people posting on social media about your hotel. It's just that just I just don't understand it personally. But checking yeah. in, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your third point? I believe that's about video. Yeah, yeah. You might know a little bit about video. Yeah, um, yeah video. I mean, it's if you're not doing video at this point, uh, you're behind the game, in my in my personal opinion. I mean, as we know, you know, it's all leaning towards reels. It's all leaning towards TikTok. And then now, you know, Facebook has it. And I mean, you know, even higher up in the tier with, you know, YouTube and all of that. I mean, Again, it's, it's about being approachable. It's about evidencing what you can actually do. It's about having your personality out there because your personality down to the very forefront of your reservationist, if you're a big operation, if you're a solopreneur, even more so, that's that's your brand, right? And seeing the personality and, you know, all of it just people want to know what to expect. People want to fall in love with you before they actually come on tour and visit. And video is the best way to do that. And now... Um, you know, it's it's being preferenced in Instagram and Facebook. I mean, all of this competition with TikTok, you know, you see it start with the kids. You see it start with what they're doing and they're dancing and all of that. And you don't have to do these crazy dances. People are, I think people get intimidated that they have mm. to use the trending music and, and dance. I mean, I have not danced once and I'm not dancing right now. I'm totally pregnant. Nobody's going to see that, but <laughs> it's Oh no, I, I watched one of your videos nope. on YouTube for, and I saw you dancing in it. <laughs> nope, nope, no dancing, no dancing. I don't, I mean, hopefully I never, ever, ever dance. That's just a personal thing. And cause that's going to haunt me forever saying that. But I mean, if you want to dance, dance, it's great, but I'm saying you don't have to do that. Just get some moving video, not just a flat picture every single time. Um, talk, 
you know, sing if you want to. I mean, and they don't have to be long, right? That's that's the best part now because algorithms are going to be pushing video content more. So you're already going to be in the discovery page much more so than you would be if it were a flat image or no image at all, right? So it's preferenced. And then, you know, from what we've been learning, it's, you know, the amount of engagement matters in terms of, you know, people seeing it as a suggested post in their feed. So if you keep it short, you're going to get more views because people are going to watch it a couple of times. It's going to, the engagement's going to go up. You know, I would love to eliminate these barriers as to where people are worried about what they look like on camera. Mm. I mean, you're never, ever, ever going to get to a place where, you know, you, you look the way you want to look and you're going to come across the way that's perfected in your brain. It's never going to happen. So just bite the bullet and it comes out at the end of the day, looking way better than you ever expected. Yeah, so and the nice. more and more you do it, the, the better it will become, and the, the more relaxed you will be on camera. No, I'm a, as you know yourself, I'm a huge fan of video marketing. It's for me, it's hands down one of the best tools you could possibly ever use. Um, and it's just, it's not just that. It's it's, it's the many things you can do with the video. You know, the, the amount of repurposing you can do with video, especially if you have if you have something that's a little bit longer, then you cut that down into thirty second bite size chunks for using across social media and everything else. It's such. I just love the tool. Love the tool um, using video, and as well as, and I, I don't like throwing out stats, but it has been proven that people will process that information sixty thousand times faster than they will do by reading a blog. No, don't get me wrong. Blogs, content, and everything else is really, really important. But that could be someone looking at your video and then pressing your book button sixty thousand times faster than they would be reading something. So it's it, if you're not using video. You should be using video. And like I say, there is no excuse now with the devices that we have and everything else. It's, don't be shy. Just get out there, film things. Just post it up on social media. See what reaction you get. And when you start to see that you're getting good engagement and good reactions to some videos, do more of it. That's such a good platform. I really believe in it. So Yeah. I mean, it's simple when you think about it. I mean, if there's something people picked up on, then extend on that the next one. And it doesn't have to be super long. And I, I love the idea of repurposing. I mean, we've discussed that. I just, you know, even if you just want to talk, you can you can export that into text. That could end up being the post. I mean, so you could have it in multiple ways. It's so much easier to start with video first and then just pull. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I saw that on uh, your YouTube channel, which I had a look at before this, uh, before this uh, chat, and I loved some of the videos that you have on there, where it's, um, uh, I think it was the Tourism T ones, where you had pictures of yourself and you get the text <laughs> coming up on the screen and everything else. It's just a really clever way, a simple way of, of having audio with visuals that even if you don't have the visuals and you have it just with the text and making it a bit more interesting and things, I just loved how it was all, it was all done, so. Thank you. Yeah, that was an, that was another big experiment. That was an experiment for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically how it can go into several different. Uh, so the tourism tea is something we did last summer, you guys, and it was um, I found Mac, and it was as Chris mentioned, a visualized, basically podcast where you just see the words, and there was like cartoon versions of our personalities, and what we were trying to see was if you can use kind of the same format across different platforms. Um, and you can, but, you know, obviously, um, as, as you could guess, it, it doesn't work as well as if you differentiate it. Right. So, um, we were at the time, I think we were all in COVID and we were really leaning into clubhouse. So we were like, okay, well, we'll follow up with a discussion of what we found here on clubhouse and the clubhouse portion of it ended up getting us as an agency, the most leads and obviously the biggest part of the conversation. Um, but the the actual videos with the, the text planted the seed and, and kind of got it going. Um, so and it obviously performed different on different platforms, but um, it was fun to do. Definitely fun to do.
So yeah, it was really well done, uh, and it's quite funny. Just goes slightly off topic, but how no one really mentions Clubhouse anymore. How that, <laughs> how that has just died a death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, you know, during its heyday, we had some really big. Yeah. I mean, we had our groups, we had our, our tourism mm-hmm. discussion, um, but I think everyone just got back to real life, maybe, or as, as close as we could. So yeah. Well, that's it. No, that's what we're finding. Just people, no, especially for operators. No, they're just so much focused on managing the, the experiences that people have booked because they're getting a lot more bookings this year and everything else because things are start, starting to go back to some sort of normality. So it's completely understandable. You know, a, lot, a lot of people just don't have time for all the webinars we've been doing and everything else. And um, I th- people are probably just a little bit sick and tired of them, to be honest. They just want to get back out and experience real life. So, yeah, yeah. so anyway. Absolutely. So point four, what's your fourth point? <laughs> Actually, it segues greatly into our, our fourth point, which is don't spread yourself too thin, mm-hmm. right? So focus on what matters. And, you know, that is, that goes to real life as well as to social media, right? So remember how I was talking about uh, the barriers and eliminating the barriers as to overthinking what social has to be before you even get on there. That's, that's what I think, you know, in terms of following the, you know, the trendsetters and the kids. And, and you know, when I say kids, I, I, I don't mean my kids, I mean, you know, teens and, and people who are really prolific on it now is that they just get over it and they just do it, you know, because they enjoy it. And that's what you want to get to. Right. So when you have this thought that you have to be on every single platform, you have to be on Facebook, you have to be on Instagram, you have to be on LinkedIn, you have to be on YouTube, like it becomes really overwhelming. And then you're like, what do I post? And do I post the same thing? And can it look the same way? And, you know, as as I mentioned, that's what we had been, you know, testing at Mac to really prove that you don't have to have all this differentiation. You don't have to be every single day, every single day on all of the mediums. That's my biggest thing. All my clients are like, well, how often do I have to post? And the thing is for me, it's more about quality over quantity and you do have to be consistent. So when I say quality over quantity, I don't mean one post a month, but I do mean, you know, if you can do twice a week, if you could do more, even better, but make sure that your stuff is good and that you're leaning into what you enjoy. Um, and when I say that, I mean, any, any one of these platforms can work really well for you, right? Some of them are going to be more work than others, but it, you know, I mean, Pinterest or TikTok is going to be more work to get actual direct transactions as opposed to Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. But if you enjoy TikTok and, and you can make a whole bunch of those really easily, then I say lean into that and repurpose that, you know, maybe more sparsely for Facebook because you're at least getting the content out there. So when I'm saying don't spread yourself too thin, I say lean into the platforms that you really enjoy, like pick two, maybe three, but pick at least one, right? You don't have to be on like 10 and you don't have to post several times a day. You don't want to, what you don't want to do is be in a place where you're desperate and you're taking a picture of a swamp cat. <laughs> you know, like you, you want to make sure that you have something that is valid um, and that evidences your brand and that inspires people to come. You know, if it's behind the scenes, be top of mind that, oh, I saw, you know, I'm on this, this food tour and we have a special chef or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Just make sure that it's something that, you know, sit down and realize what you really enjoy doing and what you can do. And I've, I've advised my clients, you know, the notes portion of your phone, believe it or not, is really, really useful because if you have an idea or whatever, you can just talk into it. And um, later on, you know, you can use that for posts. Or if you get lots of questions or you get the same question multiple times in your email, I tell people answer at one time, 
put it in an outbox that has ideas in it. And that's where you can make a blog. That's where you can post some content on social because that's what people want to know anyway. Right. So it's just about being comfortable and knowing exactly what you're going to do with it ahead of time and not getting overwhelmed. So that's number four. Don't spread yourself too thin. Yeah, I can't agree more. Uh, it's it's the same where people get a lot of hung up on trying to build up as many, say, for example, Facebook likes as possible and, and followers and everything else. It's like, I would rather see 200 people really engaged with the content and my brand and putting stuff out there than 20,000 people who are doing absolutely nothing. No, the numbers mean nothing. It's about the people who you're attracting to it. And it's the same with posting. No, you have to post stuff up that's meaningful it's true to your brand it shows your personality and it's not just posting for the sake of posting it's that's people will just get bored of that really and and, and they'll walk away from your brand so i completely agree it's yeah. it, quality is, is so much more important so yeah and so i mean it's about sharing love i believe isn't it yes and i mean that's that's going back to the community right so yeah. you know quality followers again we're the same way i mean don't buy followers. Let's just say that first and foremost. Don't buy followers. It's going to make you seem quote unquote real. It's going to make you seem popular. But what you're doing is you're talking to nobody when your content gets out there, right? Because your content is not going to go to every single follower. It, Facebook or whatever medium chooses certain ones. So you're going to be talking to bots, number one. Number two, when you actually do go into step into campaigns, you're going to be campaigning to bots. So don't do that. What you want to do in terms of growing and sharing the love is creating that community organically. And the way that you do that, aside from pointing out as you're, you know, you're having your unique point of difference, uh, evidence, everything we've covered is sharing the love. So this is a great example. We're two agencies. We're, you know, both in the same point of content. You can do that with your community too, as a tourpreneur. So, you know, if you're, uh, I keep going to the food, but, you know, restaurants, cross-tagging, you know, sharing other people's posts of things that you do on tour, sharing people, tour goers posts. That's huge. You know, people love to see that they feel special, you know? Um, And so as long as you give credit, you need to make sure you give credit because you don't, you don't want to ever have to backtrack. But if you give credit, you know, that's, that's, free game. You know, if someone tags you in something, if someone checks into your tour, you can reshare that. Um, You can make a montage post of as long as you give credit. You can use that content that you've cultivated by having a great product and highlight it so that you don't even have to do the work. And then you're going to gain those followers. And then when someone goes to book a tour, they're going to see, especially if they're logged in to TripAdvisor or what have you, like through Facebook, they're going to see the other people that already follow you. And that's going to give you that authority already. So don't be selfish again. So get comfortable, know what you're going to talk about and you're going to go, but then, you know, share the love and, and talk to other people and don't be afraid and don't close yourself in. I know a lot of, um, you know, tour companies out there where they, you know, they, they get scared to do it. They're scared that someone's going to click over to someone else's page and book. But if you've done all these other steps and you've evidenced why someone should tour with you to begin with, then all it's going to do is help you be seen by other people's channels. Definitely. It helps grow your brand, helps grow that awareness. And yeah, it's, I suppose it's, it's, it's a, I was going to say a failing of a lot of business owners, but feelings may be the, too strong a word, but it's something we've all been there where we don't want to give away our secrets or we don't want to share too many things because we feel that someone's going to book somewhere else or whatever. Yeah. Whereas you do learn to sort of think not to worry about that side of things. If people do that, people will do that. But if you're getting your brand out there, if you're doing the right posts and the right social media posts and the right content, you're going to get more bookings that way. And you may get one or two who may go somewhere else. That's fine. They're not going to be your customer. They don't want to be your customer. Probably never be your customer. But then 
you're going to get more bookings and more awareness and everything else by doing the other things that you're suggesting. And it's it's I wouldn't get too hung up on what a competitor is doing. If you're doing that, then all you're really doing is worrying about their business and not your own, personally. So agreed, a thousand percent. And those are those are barriers. Um, you know, that we deal with every day, right? Worrying about what everyone else is doing, worrying about, you know, the the overwhelming feeling of having to do everything. It's it's just start somewhere, start somewhere, start with you, start with your own brand um, and then get really confident about it and it'll you'll see it grow. You'll see the interest grow too, right? Because people will have questions. Definitely. So it'll spiral out, it's great. Yeah, and before before we finish, you know, um, it's one thing I, I, I want to know from yourself what you find in terms of, if you had to choose one on Facebook, would it be Facebook business page or Facebook groups? Which one do you think gives you the better or the most engagement? It's hard to answer that because you're torpreneur and you have the group. So I feel like I would be a <laughs> <laughs> No, well, think of, it, think of it from an operator's point of view. Not, yes. Not, not uh, <laughs> uh, I personally like pages because I feel like, you know, that leads to paid, paid campaigns, right? So, mm. you know, if you have a page, a business page, someone can theoretically check in at your tour, they can be part of the community tagging you. You can use that page within groups, which you should do anyway, right? Um, you can have your own group. We all have our own groups with our all, you know, with our agencies. Um, being active in groups is super important, and having a group is very important. Um, you know, as I'm sure you know as well, you know, it's you can't really market to a specific group. There's certain ways you can go about it, but you can't say market to members of this. Yeah. So, but you can market to if you're doing campaigns, you know fans of page friends of fans of page people who are traveling you know that sort of thing so you know it gives you a lot more opportunities um but you know obviously groups are in my opinion secondarily important it's 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 you can't have one without the other no i agree um well, facebook business pages are, are, are as you say are vitally important i just tend to find groups personally get especially what we've done is we've advised some operators and which they've done is well, for example we've got an irish operator who has basically created a, a group all about genealogy. So it's all about the roots of Ireland, because obviously a lot of people from America, which is their target audience, have yeah. family back in Ireland. So what they do is then they people will go into that group, join that group and ask questions of, well, where, whereabouts in Ireland would my family come from if they had this name or that name or all these different things? And it's not overly branded with that operator's brand it's more like an open group for people who are interested in that but mm -hmm. there is always soft sales there is always little bits of information that then bring them back to either the website or the facebook business page or whatever from that and then they can hopefully get some bookings from that but it's, it's thinking a little bit out of the box as well in terms of what you can do for a community and in terms of that group and then bringing them in that way as well so it's, it's, they're, they're, it's actually working very well for them so it's just it's i'm a huge fan of facebook groups personally i think you can get really good engagement and good um, good bookings from it eventually, but it does take work. So, yeah, I think that's genius. I, I think that's. I mean, that's that's picking what your authority is over, right? Very mm. specifically, and then going to leading the pack, right, and creating a, a forum for that. You know, an ongoing forum. You know, it's it's. I I tend to find, I guess, because we land into social so much over here. I'm not saying that you don't, but we 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 see a lot of trepidation in the time that it takes to to cultivate that right so that group is going to take time it's going to be worth it it's absolutely <laughs> worth it right as mm -hmm. you know and you guys can tell that with torpreneur as well um i think that you know a brand would benefit by having someone that revels in something like that because mm -hmm. that is useful for sure yeah that's yeah. that's amazing i might go join that group because i have irish roots so there you go <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i actually tied in with a campaign because any anyone who booked one of their tours got a six month um 
subscription to ancestry.com so it tied in with that and it was a whole thing with that so yeah that's actually worked out quite well but um but yeah no but as you say as a, a long game project it's not something you're instantly going to get bookings from and stuff like that or grow your awareness really quickly you know we, you've run a groups i've run groups and obviously with two up in as well we know how long it can take for things like that to go but if you're playing the long game very much like seo then it's a it's a great way of building up a community and generating interest and everything else so. depending on who you talk to it's more fun yep. <laughs> yeah, so well, Merica, I've absolutely enjoyed the chat with you. I think, um, obviously, this has been a short podcast, but I think some of the tips you've give, have given has been absolutely incredible. Um, if anyone wanted to know more about yourself or Von Mac, where should they go? VonMacAgency.com. Um, we're also on social. Please come and follow. We will answer your questions as well. Von Mac, Von Mac Agency, and, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, and if you're in town, if you're in the South, if you're in New Orleans, come drop by. We're on Oak Street. Um, but yeah, we'll see us online as well. You'll see me there. So uh, especially now that I'm carrying a baby, I'm much more online than in person. So. Well, uh, yes, I, I recommend everyone go to Von Mac's social media platforms, have a look at their videos and all their reels and everything else they do. They're, they're absolutely incredible at it. And I just have to obviously finally say, well, best of luck and hope it all goes well with the baby and uh, we'll no doubt catch up again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Bye. Thank you.